Welcome to Zimmerman Podcast, episode 47. Today, I'm welcoming my brand expert and website designer, Catherine Jo Wakeham, to the podcast for the last time in this branding mini-series. If you've missed the rest of this series, make sure you listen to episodes 41, 43, and 45. Today, we're talking about the creative prompts you can use to get clarity about your brand. It's the perfect way to wrap up this mini-series. I hope you all have loved this time with Catherine. She truly is a branding genius. All right, you ready? Let's do it. Welcome to the Zimmerman Podcast with your host, CEO, wedding professional, educator, and mom, Jessica Zimmerman. In just two years, Jessica went from facing bankruptcy to taking home a six-figure salary. She turned a business-saving $100,000 loan into a million-dollar empire. As a creative entrepreneur, a healthy work-life balance seems just as unattainable as a six-figure income. But Jessica Zimmerman is here to show you it's possible. With the right tools and insider tips and some hard work, your craziest dreams can become your daily routine. If you set some boundaries and commit to healthy changes, you can create a business and a life you love. So let's make your business work for you. Welcome back, Catherine. How are you? I'm good. It's so great to be back. Thank you. Good. I'm so glad you're here. Okay, so this is our fourth and final installment in this branding series, and I can't wait to chat about how to get clarity on your brand through creative prompts. So I feel like our first episode was was kind of a big picture idea. And then we chatted about more specific brand tools like, like color and font. And now we're going back to a big picture strategy. So tell me, what are creative prompts and what prompts should we be using? So with branding, you don't just want to sit down with a blank page and ask yourself, what is my brand all about? That's going to be the most impossible question to answer. That shouldn't ever be your first question. That might be your final question, distilling things down. But you want to use kind of exploratory questions that just get your creative juices flowing and really allow you to brainstorm in kind of a safe place that you create for yourself. So I love to ask people really fun questions like if your brand were throwing a party, what would it look like, taste like, smell like, sound like, going through each of the five senses and getting really specific. Oh, I remember this exercise. Oh my gosh. Remember you even asked like what we're serving, Mm -hmm. what food is Oh my gosh. I remember this because I remember like, man, this is a lot of work, but it was also super crucial. Like again, it's building the foundation so you can't skip over it. You got to do it. Okay. Keep going. Well, yeah. And I think it's so valuable, not because it matters whether you're serving charcuterie or whether you're serving ravioli at your party. I think what matters is thinking about, okay, is this going to be a family style thing where, you know, everyone's talking and we're passing food? Like what's the, what's the culture of the brand that you want to create? That's why I love to ask these questions. It makes so much sense. Like after, after you would ask me a question, like when you would first ask me one, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I don't know. You know, and I think that just comes from a place of a, of a tired entrepreneur, you know, of just being like, I don't know, can someone just pick a pretty font and just some color and like, can we just get it done? <laughs> and I think that the truth is, 
is that no one can answer these questions except you. If you want to start, you know, actually getting brand equity, which is super important. And what I mean by that is there's businesses like Target, McDonald's, Starbucks. Years ago, there were golden arches and it said McDonald's underneath it. Years ago, there was a red bull sign. It said Target. I think just within this last five or 10 years, it still said Starbucks underneath that green angel looking thing. But now they don't even have to have their name on anything. There's just the golden arches, just the red bullseye, just the green angel thing. And we all know what that means. And that is brand equity. That means that they they have made subtle changes, but not drastic changes. And if you want to have that kind of brand, you have to, you have to do these creative prompts that Catherine is saying to do. Otherwise you're never going to get there because you're, you're not going to have done the work. You basically, if you just make a pretty logo and go pick out a couple fonts you like, it's like a band aid. You know what I mean? It's like putting a band aid on an emotional issue. Like it's never going to go away until you like go to therapy and actually do the work. And even though you don't want to go do the work because it's, work and it takes time and we all feel like we don't have any time this is it this is what you have to do so don't don't put you know a band-aid on an emotional problem like take the time that's probably the worst example but that's what I got for you guys today so um I you got to take the time to do this work this is the foundation work that is so important even though in the very beginning you think well this isn't that important when you actually get done with it when you actually can see every answer and go, uh, my table was round. I think that's mine was like a big round table with about 10 people. And it was really great meats and cheeses and, and, you know, family style. And it was like under a tree at in the evening time. And, and, you know, it was like kind of this relaxed elegance really was like, I wanted people to feel at home, but feel like they were still having like a luxurious experience and that they felt really special that this wasn't some huge like banquet. This was like a really intimate gathering that they were being invited to and that it, that it was really special. And that there was all these details, you know, um, the music was very specific and what people were wearing and, and everything. And, and when I got done with the whole story, it made so much sense. I go, I get it. Like I got it. Cause it was like, okay, that's, those are the people I would invite to the dinner, to the party. And those are the people we want to invite to the website, to the business. And it makes sense. Okay, keep going. Exactly. I love that so much. And I think just listening to what Jessica had just said, guys, didn't you just hear so many key brand values in there? And that's something that if I had just asked Jessica, hey, Jessica, can you write me a list of like a bunch of brand values that you have. I mean, I feel like she'd probably be like, oh, well, that's even harder. I think it's actually easier starting with something that feels a little bit more, um, you know, feet on the dirt, kind of like relatable, uh, real, like this hypothetical party, maybe it's never going to happen. But these are actual like things you can kind of wrap your head around. And then you can translate those to brand values, just like you heard Jessica naturally do as she was explaining to you why she picked each of these things, each time she explained, she was actually giving you one of her brand values. So those are the things that I listen to. And that's why I make people do these crazy exercises 
because then we end up coming away with a visual dictionary. But in addition to that, we have a word bank that we can draw from. And you can use that yourself later for your marketing messaging. You can use that just to figure out when you're pivoting or if you're just reevaluating where your business is at, you can say, hey, are we really aligned with these key brand values? And so I think this stuff is important for me as a designer. I want to make sure that I'm actually capturing the essence of someone's business. So Jessica just said approachable elegance or relaxed elegance. She said luxury. She said intimate. Those are all things that we wanted to make sure the website really felt like that, that there wasn't this, you know, clash happening between who she envisioned her business being versus what it actually was online. Want to know the first step to booking more clients? You've got to have a website. And not just any website, but a site built to book. If you're just starting your business, you're probably wondering how you can share about your work, gain clients, and start making money. The answer to all of these things is your website. When I first started my business, I didn't have the money to pay a professional brand expert to create the brand you see here today, but I didn't have to. I used the resources I had to invest in my business and create a brand that would attract the type of client I wanted to work with supported by a website that was built to transform searching brides into lifelong clients. If you want a simple guide to how to create a site that books without having to invest thousands in a branding expert before you're ready, you need a winning website. To learn more, go to ZimmermanPodcast.com slash website. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash website. That is what makes going in and picking out your color and picking out your fonts easier is by doing is by doing these creative prompts for sure. Okay, so the first one was who would you invite to a dinner party? So do you have do you have any other creative prompts that we can use? So you could also make a playlist. What does your brand sound like? On this playlist, I want you to think about the tempo, the feeling of the music, but also even think about some of the words. Like, is it really like motivational or peppy or maybe you even have like some rap in there? I don't know what your brand is like, but ask yourself those questions and then think about like, yeah, what's the soundtrack you would want someone to experience your product or services to hypothetically? And that's going to also help you think about your brand sonically, yeah, which may not seem that important, but what that's going to do is help you again, distill it down to feeling and then distill those feelings into the key brand values. Oh, that's so good. I love those. Okay, good. So why is brand clarity so important? You need to be able to sell what you do. And if you're confused about why someone should hire you, believe me, everyone's going to be, and they're probably not going to hire you. So you need to get super clear. Like what are the one to three reasons why someone needs to work with you versus someone else? So these exercises are going to you know, help you arrive at some clarity on that. But in addition to creative prompts, I would strongly encourage you to, you know, not just keep this in the hypothetical kind of dreamer realm, which I think a lot of us artists are really comfortable in that realm, but actually force yourself to go ask people you've actually worked with, like 
when you think of fill in the blank with your business name, what's one word that comes to mind? Maybe send them just a super simple questionnaire because that's going to also be really telling just from someone that's actually experienced your services or product. Mm, yeah, absolutely. That's so good. Yeah. And guys, just remember at the end of the day, this is a business and you are trying to sell something, whether it's a product or a service or something. And yeah, it's just good to be clear because the thing is, when you know the answers, when you know exactly what your business is, exactly what you do, and you have been able to create a brand that reflects that, then it's just like I gave the example in the last episode about the, the divorce attorney font. Like if I if you went and to find a divorce attorney and their font was really scripty and cutesy, you'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not probably not going to hire them. But that's someone who's obviously unclear on what they do. You know what I mean? They are not clear on their brand. They're not, And I'm like, okay, if you can't even know the right font to use right there, like you're not going to be able to, you know, help me or do anything. And so that's why brand clarity is so important. You know, you've got to just know exactly what it is that you do. Cause when you know the answers, you become more confident. When you become more confident, you attract more people and more people will buy from you. Okay. So that's, that's my bit of tip there. So final question, how do you stay focused on your brand and not yourself when doing this? So like if I'm, if I'm asking myself about my, the playlist and the party, how do I stay focused on the brand and the business and not Jessica Zimmerman throwing a party for her friends? It's hard because you are the creator, you are the visionary, but a couple of pieces of advice. First of all, I would say write a bio for your ideal client and give him or her or maybe you have two bios, one for a guy, one for a girl, one for gender neutral. I don't even know. Write a bio, give them a name, and then think about that person as you're evaluating decisions for your business, for your brand. Think, would Kelly like this? Would Kelly be like, OMG, I love this? Or would Kelly just be like, yeah, okay, next. So think about that ideal client, and that will help you disassociate a little bit, but you're never going to be able to totally remove your opinion out of it, of course. And that's okay. You're going to have strong opinions about things. And that's why you're creating a business. That's why you're doing this in the first place. But I would also say, you know, just think about the end goal. Think about the fact that this is about revenue. This isn't about your value as an individual. So One thing that I have found is a slippery slope I can be on, and I've seen a lot of other people fall down this, is where people start to take on their identity as a business owner to be their personal identity. And you have to be really careful with that because you are so much more than your work. You are so much more than the brand that you might be the face of or that you might be a support person for or you might be an employee of. You're so much more than that. And so just make sure that you're not deriving your personal value out of your brand. Because if you do, that's just going to become a really tenuous and potentially destructive situation. So try to stay grounded in all the things that give you value as an individual outside of work. And then I think that will free you up to become more objective, to make more strategic business and brand decisions versus personal value-driven decisions.
Did you know that I have a course that tells you everything you need to know about marketing on Pinterest? From the wedding industry to online education to launching my memoir, Pinterest is my number one marketing strategy. Why? With Pinterest, I can share visual content that links directly to my website with a single click. And these pins don't get lost in a newsfeed or hidden by an algorithm. They get pinned and repinned for years. And I get inquiries today from pins I created months ago. If you're a wedding professional, newsflash, brides are already hanging out on Pinterest. Stop using Pinterest just for inspiration and start booking your dream brides using Pinterest. If you need a Pinterest plan that is uncomplicated and easy to understand, you need my course, The Power of Pinning, taught by me and my personal Pinterest manager. Check it out at ZimmermanPodcast.com slash Pinterest. That's ZimmermanPodcast.com slash Pinterest. Amen. Oh, that's so good. And I think if there's one more thing I could add to this is I think often when we aren't sure about something, we like to run it by someone else and get someone's opinion. If you are in the wedding industry and your ideal client is a bride, do not go ask your husband what he thinks of your choices. That is not, that's not your ideal client. Do not go ask him and say, what do you think about these colors and this font? Don't ask him. Don't ask your mom. Don't ask your brother. Don't ask your sister. I mean, you got to go find someone who actually is that ideal client and say, do you like this? Do you respond to this? And that might be uncomfortable because you might not have a big relationship with, with someone. But if you can think of someone who is your ideal client, that is the only person who you want to ask that opinion of, in my opinion. I just think sometimes the more opinions you get, the more unsure you become. So get it to a point where you feel great about it. And then if you have someone in your life who is an ideal client, then you could maybe ask that one person. But then I, I think that's it. I think to, you need to be the, the cook in the kitchen and you don't need to ask too many opinions. You need to be able to stand behind what you choose. But I think it's okay to get a little bit of feedback because I think it's important to ask if we're unsure, but you need to make sure you're asking the right person. That's so important. Yeah, your brand can really be diluted when you start bringing in perspectives that have nothing to do with your mission, nothing to do with your actual services. And you may really love and value the opinion of those people for other things, but Jessica is giving such good advice. And I think that would save people so much grief that I've seen experience the stress of branding. Because honestly, branding is going to be stressful no matter how you do it. There's no reason to layer on unnecessary perspectives that are just going to confuse you. Totally. And just to give an example, when I was picking out the size of my book that I wanted Sleeping with a Stranger to be, I already knew what size it was going to be. I had already told the, the printer that it was going to be an eight by five. But my parents were over here and Brian was obviously here. And I brought down a bunch of different books, including an eight by five. And I was like, what do y'all think the book size should be? And they all picked, Brian picked some huge book that I've never, I was like, no, my mom picked one that was looked more like a picture book. Like it was like bit, like a, like a wider book. And my dad picked like this tiny thing. And I was like, yeah. None of you are my demographic for this book. And and this is like, that's why you don't, <laughs> that's why you don't ask people. But I just was trying to like 
make a point with myself and go, yeah, you you chose the right one because this isn't your demographic and they all chose different ones. So it's just, it's interesting. Just make sure you're asking the right person for sure. For sure. Um, Catherine, is there anything else you want to tell us? This has been so good. These four episodes, is there anything else you want to kind of leave us with when it comes to, to self branding or if we want to, you know, head on over to your website and contact you? Like what, is there anything you want to leave us with? Well, yeah, I just want to let you guys know that we have a bunch of free tutorials for you that I've created on Instagram with tips, resources. I also share a lot of our design process, which can just be fun to watch, especially if you're thinking about branding or looking for a designer. Check that out. See if it's something that resonates with you. If it is, I'd love to talk to you and help you however I can, whether that's pointing you in the right direction to resources or software or whether that's ultimately working together. So you can find me at Creme Brands or our website is cremebrands.com. Wonderful. Thank you, Catherine, so much. Thank you for all the work you have done for me and how you have helped, you know, get get my vision out into the world. I'm so forever grateful. And thank you for all of these amazing tips. Guys, if you've missed any of these, we had four mini episodes talking about branding that Catherine gave so, so many good different bits of advice. And so I'm just so grateful for you being so generous with, with all of your tips. Jessica, it is just such an honor to know you and you have inspired me so much. Mm, Thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Zimmerman Podcast. And thank you to Catherine for officially being the most frequent guest on Zimmerman Podcast. And one last reminder, we are just a few short weeks away from the launch of my memoir, Sleeping with a Stranger. If you love listening to this podcast, you've got to get the audiobook. It's narrated by yours truly and will be available May 1st. So mark your calendars. I'll see you next time on Zimmerman Podcast. If you loved what you heard today, even if you liked it a lot, you should subscribe and leave a review. We'll see you back here next time in the Zimmerman Podcast.